Welcome back to the Veeries and Numerous podcast, a special double Friday feature featuring uh, two guests, um, Max Freeman, founder of Epic Cash, and uh, Colin Miles, head of marketing for Zillica. So let's get straight into the sponsors here. Today, showing off my new shirt from uh, Hodler Clothing. These guys are over in the UK. They ship worldwide, hodlerclothing.co. You can see the shirt I'm rocking right now. Uh, the Nakamoto jersey. Pretty sweet shirt, I think. Give them a, che- uh, give them a look over at hodlerclothing.co. Check them out on Twitter, hodler underscore clothing, just like it's spelled on the shirt. And uh, support the sponsors of this show. Uh, the other sponsors, straight into those guys. Special thanks to Thunder Games. Thunder Games creates games that integrate Bitcoin and process payments via the Lightning Network. They have numerous different games and run their own node. If, if you wish to connect, their public key is available over at Thunder, T-H-N-D-R dot games forward slash. And a, and, uh, a link to their telegrams also also over there. Thunder Games are making mobile games which enable players to win Bitcoin for free and Lightning Net- and use the Lightning Network to send prizes. Uh, pretty cool to see what they're doing over there. They're available in the Google Play Store and iOS. Check them out, thunder.games. The Bob Shop, the most diverse blockchain and crypto clothing store on the web. They have it all, privacy coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bexy Exchange, Mimblewimble, hoodies, hats, shoes, tees, epic cash gear. Go over there to support the Bob Shop and get your cryptocurrency gear. BobCrypto.co. Zen Sports is a peer-to-peer decentralized application built on the Icon blockchain that enables players to set their own games, lines, and more using blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies. It's pretty sweet. You, get, you can get in there and uh, you match up with somebody else that's interested in another game, and that's how you set the action. Players can get in and out of games with fiat or crypto and enjoy gambling from the comfort of their own homes with smaller fees than decentralized legacy bookmakers or casinos. They also have their own token called the Sport Token. Visit zensports.com and check them out and make sure to gamble responsibly and ensure gambling uh, on their app is legal in your jurisdiction. Trios. Trios is an economy and ecosystem. Trios is a direct reference to decentralized money that will empower a new economy. In the the future, the term Trios will become synonymous with cryptocurrency and virtual financial assets, VFAs. Their payment methods, their ecosystem, and their general use as both a utility and a store of value. Today, however, Trios introduces itself incrementally using proof of concept stages and coordinated multi-directional implementations through the financial sector, both online and offline. Check out Trios.io. Charon Coins, you found the brick-and-mortar financial institution where you can safely trade dollars for Bitcoin, USD, to BTC. Over-the-counter OTC and peer-to-peer, person-to-person. They facilitate transactions of all sizes, including high-volume transactions. Their headquarters is located in Milwaukee, servicing the MKE areas of Lake Front, East Side, River West, and all of Wakaja County. More than being just an OTC location, they are here to educate you about Bitcoin, wallets, blockchain, cryptocurrency, security, and platforms. If you're in the Milwaukee area, you can also use their Bitcoin ATM with more locations soon to come. Visit charoncoins.com. That's C-H-A-R-O-N coins.com. 
Bitcoin SOV, Bitcoin Store of Value, is an emerging community-driven project that is a decentralized team the world over. It is a proof-of-work mineable ERC-20 that has a deflationary design with token burns to ensure your value is stored over time. Check out their site at bsov.io. Lucho Paletti, digital artist and self-described propagandist known for his iconic Bitcoin artworks, is available at Lucho Paletti, that's L-U-C-H-O-P-O-L-E-T-T-I.com, and that Andy Warhol came from Lucho that I love so much, Pittsburgh guy, Andy Warhol. Flashcoin, Flash is a reinvention of Litecoin built to scale for worldwide commerce and fast enough to handle everyday transactions. The flexible and easy to integrate core code allows exchanges and wallets to add Flash to their platform within hours. With settlement time of around five seconds and consensus within two minutes, anyone anywhere can use Flash mobile wallet as easily as cash or credit card. Visit flashcoin.io. And always remember to do your own research Briar.io is not responsible for any of your financial actions. Take no one else's word. Always invest in your human capital and your financial sovereignty. And please enjoy these two episodes. Welcome back to episode 23 of the Varies and Numerous podcast with the head of marketing for the hottest project arguably right now in the crypto space, Mr. Colin Miles, who's uh, been kind enough to spend a bit of his Friday morning with me and, uh, Singapore. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today, sir. No problem. Look forward to it. Yeah, I, Zilliqa, I, I love the name. It kind of flew under my radar a little bit. I've been in blockchain since pretty much the beginning, but I, I just, I have a little bit of a, when there's a lot of coins, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit reluctant to get into a project. And then I started looking more into Zilliqa and I got, I got pretty interested in it. And then now, We've seen it pretty much triple or quadruple in price in like the last 60 days. So uh, that definitely makes people even more excited. So I wanted to get you on here. Uh, you're the head of marketing. Talk to you a little bit about it. Yeah, it's been uh, quite a ride the last few weeks. Yeah, so just for everybody real quick before we get into it, all-time high is Delica was 23 cents. Currently at two and a half cents, a little bit over two and a half cents, up 230% the last 30 days. $236 million market cap. Number 34 in valuation and total supply of, or uh, circulating supply of coins is 92, uh, 9.251 billion, circulating supply 12.5 billion. So uh, with that, we'll get into uh, the good stuff. How did you find cryptocurrency? Uh, was it Bitcoin? What got you into it? Definitely Bitcoin. And uh, I had the uh, good fortune to walk past an ATM in 2013. And uh, I asked the guy who was standing by it because it was a trade show, what does it do? And he said, well, it's simple. You put your money in and it gives you Bitcoin back. And I thought, well, I've heard about Bitcoin. You might be able to buy coffee with it. It's going to be cool. Uh, so I stuck $50 in there and it spat out a piece of paper with a QR code on it. And I said, okay, what does that do? He said, oh, you've got to go and set up a wallet. Okay. All right. So uh, I went off and did that with the blockchain.com. And, uh, yeah, it was quite cool to have that uh, original uh, Bitcoin because I didn't look at it for a while. And about a couple of years later, I looked at the wallet and it had gone from 50 to $400. And I thought, right, this might be worth investigating. And then uh, I started to really focus on the community and talk to people who knew about it and were doing things in the space. And then it got me into that realm of crypto anarchy, which was quite interesting, the more extreme side. Um, but then I thought the potential is absolutely 
incredible. So I managed to find a, a more commercial way of thinking about it. Yeah, I'm an anarcho-capitalist myself, so I like to hear that, that crypto anarchy drew you in. Um, so what did you have any sort of background studying economics or technology before you stuck your money in that Bitcoin ATM? Well, that's uh, purely my uh, entrepreneurial side, really. Uh, internet in 1994 was uh, basically when I landed in Singapore. Uh, I was in a publishing company and the boss said, this is going to change everything. This is the internet. It's incredible. We're going to do something. So uh, I just went straight into helping him build an internet division, as we called it, and then had a, a long <laughs> career of uh, ups and downs in the dot-com uh, with my own projects as well, uh, which was very exciting. And then shipped uh, after 2001, which was not a great year, uh, into mobile. And mobile was a, was a fantastic uh, step change for adoption of technology and, and usage, and especially the ability to communicate through content. And uh, I managed to build a company there, M&A that company 2010, um, then look around for more technology. There was a lot of different ones to choose from, uh, but 2013, Bitcoin made the blockchain happen. Uh, I didn't realize you had such a deep uh, entrepreneurial background. I'm gonna have to have you on uh, another time to talk about that because I like to have entrepreneurs uh, alone on this show and you're the you're the yeah. blockchain guy for Zilliqa so yeah different show I guess but uh, what what was that progression like into blockchain then uh, how did you end up with Zilliqa? Yeah so I had uh, some time um, in London uh, I thought I'd spend some time there doing some work for the company that bought my company and that was uh, interesting working in the mobile advertising app space um, but at, at that moment, I thought I really needed to get a more solid understanding of the blockchain. So I did a couple of uh, online courses, uh, obviously one with uh, Side Business School, Oxford University. And then I did some online courses with UC Berkeley, which were great. Um, and I really got into the weeds on blockchain and, and uh, cryptography and all the different consensus mechanisms and this and that. And... Uh, you know, I thought this is where I have to be. This is what I have to do. This is so game-changing, groundbreaking, world-changing that uh, I have to be part of this movement. And um, previous to uh, leaving Singapore, I'd, I'd attended one uh, launch, which was Zilliqa at uh, an SG Innovate uh, event. And I'd seen uh, the blockchain grow on the testnet and actually put its money where its mouth was with TPS, the transactions per second were significant. So as I left, I knew that there were some blockchains that had addressed the scalability issue. Um, then when I was in London, I studied all of this intently. Um, and when I came back, I thought, well, I'll have to work in the blockchain. A friend of mine invited me to uh, invest in a company which he had founded called Next ID, which um, uh, was a cool company because it, it works in uh, identity management and uh, specifically credentials, verifiable credentials. Mm -hmm. and I, I think that's a really important uh, service use case for the blockchain and he's built a very good business there. But it's uh, using the government mandated platform, which is Ethereum. So uh, effectively, we discuss throughput <laughs> quite a lot on the Ethereum blockchain and there are some limitations there. So it's a fantastic uh, 
product is a fantastic uh, blockchain to build to, uh, which you know companies like Next ID can work on very effectively. And even the government department that built the open search system, which is a bit like a US block search uh, system, um, it, it works very well, but the scalability can be called into question. So right. uh, obviously that's being changed now, but uh, Zilliqa addressed that uh, head on built uh, you know from the ground up at the protocol layer mm-hmm. something which takes a lot of transactions per second and uh, you know when they uh, asked if I'd be interested to join I thought it's a global blockchain it's got a huge potential I just think it's the, the right place at the right time uh, it seems like more and more people are getting interested in Zilliqa and I, I don't know I, I can't tell you how many people in just the last few weeks have messaged me about it they know that I'm I've immersed myself in cryptocurrency and blockchain uh, news every day. So uh, it, yeah, it's an honor to have you on today. So when did the mainnet launch and was it an ERC 20 uh, 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 originally? Yeah. So January 19 is the uh, official launch date. Just at the end of that month, uh, mainnet came live. So it's about a year and a half now. And um, it's quite uh, interesting to note it was an ERC 20 token. But um, we initiated a token swap to mainnet, and we gave uh, people basically a year to do that. Um, the total swap number was 98.3% of tokens were swapped for mainnet ZIL. And uh, that was probably one of the highest swap levels of any chain, I would say, we've seen. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the highest one. Um, so you mentioned Ethereum. Uh, you kind of led into my question here. Everyone wants to know if Zilliqa is the Ethereum killer. Um, what would you say, you kind of mentioned the protocol layer being um, more scalable potentially than Ethereum. Uh, what separates it from Ethereum in your opinion? Well, we have two main components. Obviously the, the raw throughput uh, on the TPS scale, but we also have Scylla, uh, which is our smart contract language. Uh, We say it's uh, security by design or safe by design because it's got such a high level of computational safety built in. Literally, it's almost uh, helping you not make any programming mistakes. Uh, It's providing a lot of extensibility and a lot of security um, on the smart contract level. So that gives us a huge potential, especially for enterprise projects. Uh, and offers a real level of security for for those in IT departments who may be worried about smart contract hijacking. You're obviously a marketing guru. Um, The way you guys have, like I mentioned, you're spreading like uh, wildfire right now. What is the growth strategy? I mean, what, how have you guys been so successful? Uh, I'm not looking for you to give away your secret really, but what, maybe just a little bit of how, how you've uh, become such a success uh, in getting your name, uh, your product out there. I appreciate that. I mean, I think my personal feeling, and you might understand this, is that I really believe that the crypto Twitter community was uh, probably one of the strongest industry communities I've seen in all the businesses I've done in the last uh, three decades. You know, It's really quite special, the crypto Twitter community. And if you can harness the potential of that community, then you can bring your brand name to uh, you know greater awareness. And uh, my first, literally my first choice uh, in week one was to say to the team, 
let's get on Twitter, let's share everything that we're doing, let's do it in a human way, so let's put our initials on each tweet so people know that it's uh, human beings sharing information about the Zilliqa blockchain, um, and let's see what happens. Let's see if people respond and uh, engage with us, um, and they did, and it started to snowball quite dramatically uh, in the first month, and then the second month, the mentions increase and increase. I talk about Luna Crush quite a lot because they're measuring very accurately social engagements on Twitter uh, for free. You can see that uh, at lunacrush.com. So a uh, little plug for the guys there. But I was watching that increase week on week and thinking, yeah, we're getting some momentum here. Of course, we had this amazing social pay platform, which uh, you might want to talk to uh, later, but uh, the social pay service literally caused a massive spike in twitter interactions um social engagement and of course uh put the twitter api under a lot of pressure in the if you look at the heat map on that evening we absolutely smashed it yes. so we've used twitter very aggressively to promote um the zillica brand and the zillica projects and that has been a great uh, first start point Obviously, we're going to expand that uh, from a brand marketing point of view. We are in many channels. We do a lot of Telegram. So Telegram is huge for us. Probably got about thirty to 40,000 people on Telegram Silica groups. That in itself is a, mm. is a massive amount of messaging to read every single day. Right. I wake up and I say, okay, I've got 5,000 messages to read on Telegram this morning. Where do I start? <laughs> yeah, that takes quite a bit of time to get through the Telegram messages if you're in one of, it, just one group. Um, so moving into another, uh, this is like the hottest question right now with Zillica. Uh, I think it was like 10 or 11 hours ago, something like that. I, in the last day, uh, you guys announced that you're going to, uh, provide staking on, um, Binance and, uh, KuCoin, I believe. Yeah. Um, what do you have any, can you give me any sort of, uh, details about that? Like I, I, I heard a rumor 10%. A little bit over ten percent is that yeah. is that accurate? Yeah, um, we had a little bit of a, a change with the inflation logic. Um, unfortunately, I'm not a mathematician, so I can't really explain the, the detail of it. But uh, the basic premise is we wanted to maintain a ten percent interest ratio, if you like. Uh, so the staking seed node um, partners uh, have roughly ten percent. Uh, to share amongst their pools. So the first two exchanges will use a pooling mechanism. So as many people as want to stake can stake. Um, so that makes it open for hopefully all holders of Zill to get uh, some uh, staking slot. And uh, that interest rate will be variable depending on how many people take up the staking option. Do you have any details about the possibility of you guys um uh, Atomic Wallet carries, uh, you know, has made Zill available to store their um, st store your Zill there. Uh, do you anticipate Atomic Wallet, uh, you know, providing staking there? Well, this is the great thing about Twitter. So as soon as we announced uh, staking, the Atomic Wallet guys were straight on there saying, "When you're ready, we're ready." <laughs> okay, we better get that ready. Okay. Uh, so that was cool. Um, we have uh, phases. Uh, this is phase zero, actually. Um, but phase one, towards the end of phase one, we'll have non-custodial wallet staking. 
there are two parts to that. Um, we have a community group called Zilacracy, zilacracy.com, and uh, they are partnering with uh, uh, Moonlet at the moment to build a, a non-custodial wallet, and that should be ready in uh, Q3. Uh, as early as possible because obviously the demand is there and uh, Atomic has already obviously said that they would like to build to the phase one uh, non-staking logic so hopefully they will have a chance. Yeah I think a lot of people are going to be excited to hear that. Uh, so more on uh, scalability you guys were the first ones to launch uh, or get starting into the main net. Um, do, you, do you think that Ethereum 2.0 will be able to mimic um, I don't know how much research you've done on Ethereum 2.0, but you think it could mimic what you guys do, or do you think they, uh, you guys will still be, you know, the premier, uh, you know, blockchain in regards to that? Another great question because people refer to Ethereum 2.0 as some kind of, uh, I don't know, um, epiphany, and like a, 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 the light has dawned that scalability uh, needs to be retrofit. Um, Ethereum is an incredible uh, blockchain and it has sort of layer two solutions being built to it to help with throughput. If it uh, changes its base level capability with uh, uh, sharding or, or any other tech technique to increase TPS, then I think that's great because there's a massive amount of uh, applications on there. It needs this uh, upgrade and that's good for everyone who's currently working with the Ethereum platform but there's room for for many other companies in this space and there are so many projects to be done that uh we're more of a sort of a blue ocean bunch and there's there's much richer projects to me in, in different uh areas whether it's media and entertainment or um fintech open finance that we can uh, provide our high tps throughput for and uh we wish ethereum all the best Vitalik gave us a nice uh, recognition uh, a few weeks ago, nice. um, and both of us can can prosper, in his words. Yeah, that's why I got into uh, blockchain. One of the reasons in the beginning is the competition of money. It's the competition of technology. Uh, all of these projects are, you know, without without you, Ethereum can stay Ethereum. They don't need Ethereum 2.0 and back and forth. You know, so it's it's really a, the uh, competition that drives the innovation is going to give us the best product in whatever whatever uh, realm we're talking about so yeah I, 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 de I definitely agree with you and I think there's room for um, room for a lot of you guys to compete uh, in regard I'm, I'm also a Chainlink fan and I saw you guys have done a partnership with Chainlink um, that was actually when I you guys I started paying closer attention to you guys to be honest um, can you explain how a Chainlink partnership it has already been confirmed uh, with Sergey Nazarov and his team uh, can benefit you guys. Yeah, for Chainlink, it was uh, before my time. And uh, what I would say is that we have quite a big ecosystem. So we have a large number of partners in that ecosystem. Um, Chainlink and its Oracle solution is a good one for us. And it enables people to build um, effectively on the Zilliqa blockchain and use the Chainlink link oracle system so it's just a partnership to enable more partnerships in the way uh, so the technology is there it's available on, on the on the blockchain uh, and people can build into it and use it for effective um, exchange management and things like that 
Okay, perfect. Just wanted to know a little bit about that. Uh, you, I asked you a little bit about this before we got on here, but I'm curious about the privacy and um, that, that's something that's really important to me. Um, is that something that Zillica is focused on? Um, I saw something about ZK Snarks being added. Um, just real quick on that, if you wanted to speak on that. Yeah, it's a fundamental part of uh, any blockchain. Uh, it's a fundamental part of the industry and it's a key driver in many, many different projects. Um, in terms of our technical team, they've more or less finished or completed uh, their version of ZK Snarks and, and we feel that uh, there is an opportunity to add that layer to transactions going forward. Uh, we already have a partnership with Incognito to enable uh, basically uh, a Zill wrapping for uh, anonymous transactions. So that's probably the first place people should start uh, with the incognito solution. But uh, yes, we'll probably have our own native friendly ZK Snarks uh, upcoming soon. Okay, perfect. You guys are doing so much. It's, I, I hate to run through these questions, but it's like uh, you guys are doing a lot on a lot of different fronts. So it's very interesting. And um, I just want to make sure I hit on all the big things. Love to get more into all these things, but uh, you know, time constraint and stuff. Um, the I, I now I see more about a um, stablecoin you guys are working on. Uh, I think Y Combinator backed uh, Xfers, and you guys are working on that. Um, you guys seem to be pretty well connected with the Singapore government. It, uh, it, what what is the deal with there? Can you give us a little bit of insight, people that are outside of you know Singapore and maybe don't have uh, their ear to this every single day? What's going on with that? And um, do you think this is a uh, a uh, tether competitor. Yeah, it's interesting. Again, there's room for so many different stable coins, and we've seen a huge uptake in the stable coin adoption rate across all types, um, whether it's uh, the US type or, in our case, a Singapore stable coin. Expos is a company which has uh, a license, it's a regulated uh, partner in the financial services industry under the Monetary Authority of Singapore. So I think that gives a certain amount of trust for the, the products and services that they uh, create with our technology. Uh, XSGD is the Singapore stable coin. So it's literally pegged one for one to the Singapore dollar. And people will be able to do a number of different things with that. Um, the first stage was just to get it live technically and working. Um, people could buy it on crypto.com, for example. Um, but now we're adding more layers of functionality. So Xverse has quite a big merchant network. So they're a back office, <coughs> excuse me, provider for um, online merchants. And also they've added a couple of our wallet partners. Um, so with that, the ability to move the, the stable coin around the economy is becoming greater and greater. They actually have a public launch of the XSGD planned. Uh, so in a few weeks, we will see um, resale type events whereby people could clearly use the stable coin in shops. Okay. Moving on to HG.X. Uh, you're going to be able to tokenize stocks on, uh, this is basically a ter security token exchange. Am I correct about that on Zill? Yeah. So, I mean, there's not too much new in security uh, token offering exchange uh, hype inverted commas because people have been talking about it as the uh, the new ico and that that has happened over the last year 
And that's kind of unfortunate because STOs, when you work with really established companies, uh, don't seem to feel like ICOs. They actually feel like what the blockchain does deliver, which is fractional ownership, which is very exciting. One of the most exciting things I, I ever <laughs> read in the first uh, years of, uh, of blockchain theory was the ability to break down assets into smaller portions so masses of people could own valuable things. And uh, that got me very excited. And now we have a situation with HDX where they can take you know, prime assets, uh, private uh, shares, for example, in, in corporations through broker partners. Um, and take, for example, a share that is currently worth $10,000 and break it down to single dollar pieces and let 10,000 people own a very large brand name company. Yeah, I think that's definitely the future too. Just like crypto, um, being able to break things down into small, small increments and everybody can be a part of whatever, whatever, you know, they want to, they want to get into. I, I really like that. Uh, something I'm, I'm not... Uh, completely uh, uh, sure of yet um, the token burns uh, how does that work exactly uh, with the 12 what, whatever I said earlier 12 and a half uh, billion total supply uh, in the end um, can you talk a little bit more about the supply and um, how many tokens will be burnt uh, we're not burning any tokens uh, there's a total amount of 21 billion roughly uh, the Remaining uh, 9 billion are being mined. So much like uh, Bitcoin, there's an emission rate uh, and the mining will uh, get through that amount within 10 to 20 years. So everything is set. There's going to be no change in the number of tokens. Uh, the only tokens that are frozen are the ones that weren't swapped. So we have to come up with a plan uh, for that. Um, but it's a tiny percentage. So we have to think how to do that without uh, disrupting the, the, the service overall. But uh, yeah, there, there's a set figure. Um, people say it was kind of play on the 21 million from uh, Bitcoin. We got 21 billion zil, but uh, you know, that's a, that's a nice uh, apocryphal tale. So uh, I would say that, uh, yeah, that's, there's, no, there's no burning plan. Okay, so that's fake news. What I read then. All right, that's why ah, I had. You. That's why I had you on here. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the domains? You can get uh, .zil domains now, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, one reason I know to, that somebody want to do this is, you know, we live in an age of censorship, and having having the ability to put your, you know, your domain on the blockchain and maybe have a little less. Uh, <laughs> You might not get your website shut down if you're if you're doing something you know which you shouldn't get it shut down for just having an opinion a political opinion or anything else. Um, what sort of what other sort of uh, you know avenues would you say somebody would and what sort of success have you guys had so far with these uh, domains? Well, Unstoppable Domains is probably our best uh, example company at the moment because we uh, kind of helped uh, fund it originally. Um, they built a platform which is specifically about decentralization and providing an alternative to the current domain registry, uh, something that is on the blockchain and therefore available indefinitely and cannot be shut down. Uh, the mission is a very clear mission. Uh, Brad is a great spokesperson for decentralized internet. 
Uh, he has a dot crypto, which is on Ethereum, and a dot Zill, which is on Zillica. Uh, so he's made a choice there, uh, two of the best blockchains. Uh, and he has driven uh, as much traffic as any of our partners in the last uh, year. An incredible uh, volume from uh, unstoppable domains. If you buy a dot Zill, you can do a couple of things. Obviously, you can uh, have it as a wallet address. So the cool thing is you can have a named wallet address. So it's just, uh, you know, they use animal uh, motifs as well quite effectively. I've got a, I've got a wallet address, which is pushygoat.zil. So if you want to send me a zil to that one, you can. Um, so that, that's, a, that's, that's a friendly cool. way of sending zil, right? Yeah. And then uh, also if you want to build a, a, a website, uh, you could store it on uh, one of the decentralized storage platforms, IPFS or uh, similar, and uh, you can access it through a .zil domain. So uh, I also have Colin JG Miles .zil, so that's that's me. I should be able to build a, a, a website to that as well, put it on a decentralized storage, and and have it um, for as long as possible. I have a good friend here in the states that just got a .zil. He was telling me about it the other day, so. Uh, we've been going back and forth and I'm learning a little bit about it. I think that's pretty cool, especially for somebody like myself who creates content. Um, what better way to accept donations than, uh, you know, that address being right out there in, in front of everybody when they, when they go. Uh, yeah. So the other thing is they will auction off. Uh, people are buying uh, domains and they are going to auction them. So some of the, some of the best ones you can think of uh, will actually go for quite a big amount on an open exchange. So that's going to be, developed over a couple of months and I'm quite excited to see how that open market works out. And I think you better get yours uh, locked down soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like the uh, early days of the domain uh, buying and selling. I love it. Uh, you kind of touched on this a little bit um, about, you know, you guys having your own uh, programming language and stuff like that and why that's uh, a bit of a, you know, obviously a major advantage and you said it kind of cuts out mistakes. Um, why else would you say that somebody should develop on your platform compared to somebody else? Yeah, I mean, it's something we've uh, thought about because it is such a key part of building any blockchain is building the community and building an environment where the developers can create applications that can essentially do important things for society or, or make them money one or the other. We have, uh, in our opinion, developed a language which is natural syntax. So you can actually take uh, something which seems like a normal business process, explain it in normal English, and then put it into the Scylla code quite effectively. And that is an important uh, differentiation, I think, from other languages which do require real engineering now to understand. So I think the smart contract language we have, um, obviously it's not for complete novices, but you mm -hmm. can spend some time, you can go to learnsilla.com and you can go through a few tutorials and fairly quickly you can create applications, dApps to the Zilliqa blockchain um, and see your handiwork in action on the blockchain. So it's an opportunity to enable large numbers of people to, to program to a blockchain. Yeah, with the throughput you guys can do, I think this is, uh, that's, that's definitely the future. And, uh, you know, we need this for real decentralized applications not to be built. Uh, things a little bit more progressive than crypto kitties or uh, things of that nature. 
so how many – do you know how many off the top of your head, how many nodes you guys currently have or, you know, approximately? Yeah, it's effectively 2,400. Okay. And what about transactions per second? So uh, for the test net, the maximum push was 2,828 per second. What we have on the main net is uh, not yet something we can uh, specify as a number per second because the amount of transactions hasn't reached that level. So we are wondering if there's uh, a mechanism or a way of uh, perhaps flood testing the main net mm -hmm. just to see how far we can push it. But that has a whole number of uh, consequences as well. So we're wrestling with uh, this question of proof because people will get on uh, Twitter and start saying, well, you know, you haven't proved anything on the main net, so we don't know if you do 2,000 transactions per second. We know we can do thousands of transactions per second, but um, it's how do we prove that? We have to find as many uh, applications as possible to go simultaneously at that second to hit that level. So it's not such an easy thing to prove on mainnet. Um, obviously, we've transitioned from testnet to mainnet. We believe in the technology completely. We have proven it on the testnet, and we would expect to be able to process thousands of transactions per second on the mainnet. And smart contracts do different things. If you do just pure financial transactions, theoretically, you could do 10 or 20,000 per second. If you do complex smart contract operations, you may only be able to do 1,000 per second. So there, there's a lot of variables in it as well. Um, I, I think it takes a lot of explaining because uh, people like to talk in absolutes in this, uh, in this region of, of tech comparison. And I find that very difficult because it is complicated. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's not an easy question just to pin down. And it's interesting and it's pretty cool to be here. We are still very early in blockchain. Um, and this is taking me back to like when we got my first computer when I was a kid. Uh, the internet is like, was in a constant uh, process of scaling. So we were able to do like certain things and then we'd break it. And like that, I look at that the same way what you're talking about with transactions. Like uh, we could do a video, but it was choppy and all that stuff. And now look, I'm talking to you on the other side of the world. So, but mm -hmm. the only way you, like you're, what you're basically saying for the audience, and I know a lot of people will understand this, but to the layman maybe or novice, uh, um, you, you don't want to break, you, you don't want to break your blockchain. Uh, you know, you don't want to flood it with transactions because then, uh, you know, people that are trying to use it for uh, utility purposes can't use it. So it's, it's, not a, it's not an easy thing to say, I, you guys do X number of transactions. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm happy for, for the, uh, the overload to come and see if there, is, uh, if there is a challenge at that level. And we're building um, services which I think will drive significant volume. Uh, the social pay service drives significant volume, for example, an immediate spike in transactions. So let's see how far we can roll that out. Let's see how large the number of transactions we can drive into the blockchain. But of course we scale in a linear fashion. The more nodes we add, the higher we go. It's not gonna chug the blockchain if we, if we have significant volume and we add more nodes. We're gonna just keep going faster. Right. This isn't something that I had anticipated uh, on my list to ask you, but um, I'm kind of curious is, Zilliqa widely, I mean, you guys are pretty big. It seems like, uh, you know, 
in a in asia and singapore are you guys like is this something that you would see if you turn on the television uh, what kind of advertising uh is there any sort of advertising that you guys do in that regard like locally or what's that like well it's not really a consumer facing solution <laughs> at right. this stage um my feeling is we will get there but everything has been trade marketing to date so within the industry within um, project government circles, within the community, there hasn't really been anything consumer facing until now. Now we have the Singapore stable coin, and should we look at uh, retail adoption, there is a chance for Zillica to piggyback its brand into saying, hey, we're underpinning these transactions. And I think that that's something I will definitely be interested in uh, developing over time because it certainly adds value to the brand. The more uh, consumer-facing, media-centric solutions we provide, the better for our image. And I'm absolutely an image monger. I, I want to be on every kind of media, every in every kind of place, to help boost the brand. Even if people don't quite understand what Zilliqa does, right. at least they'll know we're, we're the technology that underpins all of this amazing new way of of consuming product and paying for product. Very cool. I just have a couple of questions left. Uh, so, you, I mean, you guys were outside the top 50, uh, maybe 60, 90 days ago. You broke into the top 40, then top, now you're at 34. How long before top 20? <laughs> well, that one I can do the maths because the step up is quite significant in the tens of millions of market cap. So as, as you use that rating system, you have to appreciate that the guys that have been incumbent for so long have significant inertia. They have huge, huge market cap based on a number of different parameters. Right. Uh, we're the new boy on the block. Okay, you get that. Uh, we've moved very quickly in, in the last uh, four weeks because people have recognized that we are here to provide real-world solutions. We're delivering those solutions, and they are practical, and they have long-term value. So as we continue to deliver projects like HG Exchange, like stable coins, like staking, we will rise further up those ranks. We have a guy in the office we now call the Oracle who predicted our break into the top 50 on the exact day. <laughs> uh, we are asking him uh, to predict the next, the next uh, uplift. Of course, uh, we do feel we should be in the top 20 blockchains um, as rated on CMC or CoinGecko, because we have all of the all of the credibility to be that company. We have a working proposition, a mainnet which is solid. We have all of the solution capability to build out to any country anywhere in the world and deliver uh, Zilliqa as a solid platform for open finance. So it's the real deal, and that's why we should be, you know, higher up the rankings, and, and we intend to be. I have an inkling uh, that you guys are going to be in the top 15 in, in no time, to be honest with you. Uh, I can see it happening sometime next year. Uh, that's, that, uh, I'm, I'm not the Oracle, but that's my, uh, that's my little uh, guess. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. This is the last question I have for you. Um, so what does Bitcoin, uh, I, this, I, I finished every show with what does Bitcoin mean to my guests, but it's, it has to be tailored to you in this one. So what does Bitcoin mean to you and what does Zillica mean to you? Well, uh, reading the Bitcoin white paper uh, on an airplane and reading uh, the last 
couple of paragraphs and thinking what the block space chain could actually do was quite a, a key moment for me. I was just conceptualizing trustless uh, interactions across everyone on the planet, a peer-to-peer -peer economy where middlemen were not required and uh, everyone could uh, have a store of value or, or a mechanism of exchange which was immutable and indisputable. And that enabled me to pay for your time, you to pay me for my time, us to pay someone for some goods. And there was no complication, no difficulty. Um, uh, we have an opportunity to unleash massive human potential through the Bitcoin blockchain. Um, I haven't changed my opinion on that. I still believe that premise is fundamental to the way humanity will go forward in the next few decades. And so I'm a big champion of, of uh, the original white paper, the original Bitcoin, uh, and, and what it has given us as blockchain um, companies as a, as a modus operandi to unleash human potential. For Zilliqa, we are probably a, a, a subset of that, of that theory. We are focusing entirely on delivering the scale that's required for people to do these transactions. And it's a very exciting place to be. The buzz is incredible. And uh, the rest of the world is now kind of uh, jumping on the, on the bandwagon in a way because um, we're delivering in the real world. And uh, our social media platforms have been perfect for us to get the message across, but also to prove how the platform works and to reward people for getting engaged with Zilliqa. So yeah, this is uh, an amazing time to be a Zilliqa. I love the way you put that, uh, you know, Bitcoin and peer-to-peer uh, -peer voluntary exchange, just the essence of capitalism and free markets. And then you guys are just carrying the baton. Uh, I, I really love to see that. I wish you guys nothing but the best. I hope I can talk to you again in the future. If you want to drop your uh, personal links or any links, uh, or, you know, your websites, now's the time. Yeah, www.zillica.com is the center of everything for us, but we also have www.zillacracy.com, which is our community website. And we also have www.zillhive.org. So if you have an idea, if you have a business concept, if you are building something to a blockchain, there's an opportunity to pitch for funding at zillhive.org. Perfect. Thank you for coming on the show today, sir. I'll say a proper goodbye. Hang on one, just, just one second.